Hey now, what up though? It's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of the People's Podcast, JSC Radio. And you might be wondering why I call it the People's Podcast. Well, I've got a brand new reason for me to call it the People's Podcast because I'm putting the future of this show into your hands. This show is now on Patreon. And what Patreon is, it's going to help you, the JSC Radio listener, the JSC Radio follower and fan, contribute to the show in whatever way you see fit. That's right, looking for people to help keep this show moving. Whether you want to donate $1 an episode, hell, $1 a month for $5 per episode, I'll shout you out on this show, and you'll even be able to vote on exclusive polls and exclusive half episodes. That's right, JSC exclusives. You'll get to hear those half episodes before anyone else. For $10 or more per episode, now it gets fun because you get to be a sponsor on this show. You got a business, you want me to talk about it, I want you to sponsor my show. For $10, hit me up, send me the script, I'm putting you over. Plus you get all the other cool stuff that comes with it. For $25 an episode, same thing applies, except this time you will become an official segment sponsor. Do you want a segment of this show sponsored by your business? Of course you do. That's why you want to hit me up on Patreon. For more information, on how to become a sponsor of JSC Radio, go to patreon.com slash JSC Radio. Patreon.com slash JSC Radio, and you can truly help this become the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. It is really concerning when you have people uh, in the public eye, or you have people in general who think that the Earth might not be round. It's really an extraordinary thing. We have spacecraft, we all depend on weather reports, we've got mobile phones, we're talking on electric computer machines right now. And so to have people that eschew or don't accept or don't embrace this method, this process that brought us all this remarkable technology, all the food that enables us to feed 7.3 billion people where we used to feed fewer than 1 billion, all this is through this process of science. And so it's heartbreaking when we have people that, that even joke about it. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Hey now, how the hell are you doing? My name is Jay Scott Smith, and this is episode 32 of JSC Radio. Welcome back to yet another week of the People's Podcast. I have not been run off the internets as of yet. Oh, but the the night is definitely young. By the way, be sure, speaking of the internets, to follow me on the Twitter at jscottsmith. I am verified. Follow me on Instagram at jscottsmith. Not verified yet, but I should be. Follow me on Snapchat at, you guessed it, jscottsmith. On Facebook, where I am verified at real J. Scott Smith. I am the original J. Scott Smith. Accept no damn imitations. Also, I want to thank all of y'all who keep checking in on my Instagram, which is slowly but surely blowing up as it's becoming kind of your go-to spot in the interim 
for all things JSC Radio. Remember, you can, of course, catch the show, whether you're listening to me right now on iTunes. Be sure to leave a five-star review for me on there. You can listen to me on SoundCloud.com slash Smith. The playlist is sitting right there, JSC Radio on SoundCloud. Just go right to it, and you can play catch-up on every episode of the damn show on Podcast.com, on Stitcher Radio. You heard everything Damn it. Also, be sure to support the show, patreon.com. So, the third consecutive week after I said I'm going to try to not treat this as strictly a sports show, but this episode is not going to be strictly sports. Now, the first half of this show definitely will be, because as you heard there in the open, Bill friggin' Nye. How often would you ever expect to hear Bill Nye at the start of a damn sports show? Well, you'll hear Bill Nye at the start of a damn sports show when a smart, dumbass NBA player decides he wants to insist that the world is not round. Yes, I'm talking about Kyrie Irving, who, amongst everything else that's going on in this last week, and might I add, it's kind of refreshing to just talk about stuff like this, considering all the other tomfoolery, chicanery, and straight-up horrific things that are happening in this country kind of nice to be able to talk about a dumbass NBA player babbling on about the world being flat. The planet Earth being flat. I was going to try to go into other things, and I'll get into the NBA All-Star Weekend. NBA trade deadline was today. The I'll talk about the one major deal that was made during the All-Star game, of all things, not even on trade deadline day. Nerlens Noel shipped off over to the Dallas Mavericks for basically the, the corpse of Andrew Bogut some dude named Justin Anderson and I think a, a, a slab of ribs or something that Dallas is sending back to Philadelphia. And other than that, the Bulls traded Taj Gibson and Doug McDermott for the dude who used to dance with Russell Westbrook on the sidelines before games. I'm not joking. That's the guy they actually traded, plus some other dude and probably a couple of Seattle Supersonics jerseys that they had left laying around. The NBA trade deadline was a bit of a dud after the atomic bomb that got dropped during the All-Star game with DeMarcus Cousins going to New Orleans for basically a, a bag of balls. Just nuts. But I'll get into that in a second. First things first. Man, you're with the worst. I I can't let this go. I can't. Kyrie Irving. You you all right, homie? You good? Because you know how difficult it is for me to tell people that one time I was an athlete and then I see a current athlete say the dumb shit you did. Now, I, I, I know people have been paying attention to this amongst all the other driftwood and horrid things that are happening out there. Those who are fans of the NBA or those who are just fans of, you know, common sense and science heard Cleveland Cavalier point guard Kyrie Irving who was at Duke University just long enough to play 11 games before bolting in the NBA draft. Kyrie Irving got on a podcast with his teammates, Richard Jefferson and Channing Frye. We've all heard about it. We've heard it talked about. We've seen it made fun of. Remember about a year and a half ago, year, year and a half ago, the rapper B.O.B., which I've never really understood that name, B.O.B., but B.O.B., very defiantly jumped his ass out there and said he believes the earth is flat. A guy who's literally been on the other side of this planet said that the world is flat, like defiantly and confidently. 
with no other proof than just it's my opinion and just do your research. By the way, why is it? And and I, I do wonder about that because that is a thing that I see with guys. Why is it that whenever somebody gets behind some crackpot conspiracy theory, some some dumbass opinion, or they just believe something with no facts, just they believe it. And you simply ask them, well, dude, where are you getting this from? Their immediate retort is this condescending, arrogant, do your research. Dude, this... This, this ain't up for debate, man. That's going to be a theme here. This ain't up for debate. You're telling me to do research on something that I already know. It is an established fact. Your opinion, does just because you believe in it, does not make it true. There are people who believe in the tooth fairy. Tooth fairy ain't real. But you want to know who those people are that believe in the tooth fairy? They're infants. They're not goddamn NBA players. All right? <laughs> They're not, they're not, they're not adults. And that's what, first it was B.O.B. who ended up being clowned by Neil deGrasse Tyson. Because, again, these are people who know nothing about science. I'm somebody, the reason I got into broadcasting and journalism, you know, is because I'm good with the words and stuff. I'm good with history. That's my thing. Math, science, I leave that to the people who've got the big fancy degrees and know what the hell they're talking about. But you don't need a degree in astrophysics to understand that the earth is flipping round. Rather than I say this, just listen to the cockiness and confidence and borderline arrogance that comes out of Kyrie Irving. Hear from that podcast, which I will not tell you to subscribe to, but damn it, hear from the podcast with Richard Jefferson, who I'd forgotten was still in the NBA until last summer, and Channing Frye is Kyrie Irving making a complete and total fool of himself by insisting that the Earth is flat. Do you believe? Do you I, believe, do that I believe the Earth is round? Uh, yes, I do. Okay. You believe that Earth is round? Yes, but I heard the new one that the Earth. <laughs> There's is, no new one. There is no there, new one. Okay, I heard some crazy. Do you believe, one. My do you believe that we are? That. Do you believe? <laughs> do you believe? <laughs> this is gonna sound crazy. <laughs> ben Diggles, this is a shout out to you. He came to us and he listens to super conspiracy yes. theory guy. This is not even conspiracy. The earth is flat. Yeah, no, the earth is flat. Oh, oh God, here, here we go. go. The earth is flat. Earth is flat. Went. Have okay, you ever had go. vertigo? The earth is not flat. <laughs> let's go. Come on, let's guy. Go. No, say, I'm just say, saying. The earth say, is say, not say, flat. No, let's that, hear this. that this all these things, all these things that particular groups, I won't even pinpoint one group, that they, that they almost offer up this education. The fact that in our lifetimes that there are so many holes and so many pockets in our history, in our, in our history, unbelievable. But by the way, by the way, I, I want to go. Let's I want to say that the there, is, there, there is oh, just God. history. I don't want to dictate it to one race, dictate it to any one particular type of people or anything like that. History is history, and it's happened long before us, and it's going to happen after us. And it always repeats itself somehow, in some way. Yeah, because we're stupid. all these things that they keep given to us all All this information they're giving us bad hamburgers from uh, mcdonald's dog (laughs) you like the hamburger i don't eat the hamburgers you can compare to watching your child be born yeah i have three so i've seen i've seen a lot i'm just saying that these things that ultimately used to put me in fear and this thing and it used to be like oh man 
it makes you not want to question it naturally. Yes. Because of how much information you actually can figure out and how much information there actually is out there. Yeah. It's it's crazy. You can anything. All, all right, all right, all right. Damn okay. it! Cut it! Cut it! Cut it! Damn it! I can't! I can't stand! I I I, I had all I could stands. I can't stands no more of this bullshit. Okay, look. Facts are facts, bruh. Facts are facts. Up is up. Down is down. Water is wet. The earth is round. And, and, and by the way, to, to, to Jefferson and Fry, I'm holding you responsible for this crap too. Stop humoring and co-signing stupidity as if it's equal to facts. It's not. And you could hear the cockiness and the confidence. This, I know something you don't know, but you have nothing to back it up. We got enough problems like that going on in Washington right now. We don't need NBA players who at least seem to have their heads screwed on just tight enough being cocky about not knowing what the hell they're talking about. The only thing worse than ignorance is backing it up with confidence. Ignorance plus confidence equals arrogance is what I like to say. Come on, Kyrie. Come on, dog. There's a multitude of things in 2017 that we can question without sounding crazy or stupid. Whether the earth is round is not one of them. This is not up for debate. This shit was established back in the 15th century when there were no satellite pictures out there. There were no airplanes. All we had were astronomers, scholars, blueprints, and Christopher Columbus floating around the world murdering brown people. That's all we had to go on. But for a guy, and how about here, you want a little funny twist to this? He's saying this dumb shit while flying on a plane. A plane. You are on a plane. An aeroplane. You're a guy who's been on the literal other side of this planet. Like, how can you, with a straight face, mind you, insist that the world is flat. And I know normally I wouldn't go off on a tangent like this, but I cannot stand stupid people. I cannot stand people who are arrogantly uninformed, who hang on to conspiracy theories and this whole idea that the government is lying to you and I was lied to in school so I won't believe anything. Look here, genius. There's plenty of things that either we didn't learn or we didn't know or, yeah, to be fair, some things weren't taught. Some things weren't taught in a deep enough manner. But there's a lot of shit I learned in school, in college, or in the upper levels of high school in 11th and 12th grade that I might not have gotten in 4th or 5th grade. The one thing I got in 4th and 5th grade and 1st and 2nd grade was the goddamn planet is round. How the hell are you going to go to the other side of the planet? You're on the other side of the earth, dog. You've been on not only the other side of the earth... Yes, was just down in Brazil for the Olympics, homie. That ain't a straight line. It's an arc. I mean, have you even heard him kind of arrogantly throw the word planets in quote marks? Uh, everything that's gone up there has never con... I'm getting flustered. I can't even say this shit correctly. Everything that's gone up there has never come back down. The hell are you talking about? All those space missions that went up there didn't come back down? Those satellites that have come crashing back down to Earth? The meteorites, shooting stars. What the hell is wrong with this this dude? Like, for real. That's that same dumb shit that sits around people who claim vaccines are dangerous and they cause autism. By the way, they don't. That's not up for debate. 
You ever notice how people who have at some point in their life been vaccinated insist that vaccines are dangerous? And of course, what do they retort with? You need to do your research. Doctors have already done that. Well, I need to do my own independent research. Mother, you're not a doctor. Just like you're not a scientist. That you don't need to be a scientist to know that the world, the, the goddamn planet is round. It's round. If you've been to Japan or China, you had to fly west to get there. You kept flying west. You flew over the Pacific Ocean, popped out on the other side. There's Japan. There's there's South Korea, North Korea. There's Australia. There's China. The world ain't flat. And stop humoring these simpletons who think it is. The world ain't flat. It's round. It's not up for debate. Some things aren't up for debate. Where the hell do you think the sun goes, dude? Fine. Okay. The, 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 the world is round. Or the world is flat. All right. Fine. Where's the sun go when it goes down? I mean, it has to at some point, right? It may not quote-unquote go down. It arcs around the world and comes back around the next day. Oh, you want me to believe that all the planets are aligned and they rotate around the sun? Yes, you dumb bastard! That's exactly what we're saying! God, I can't stand stupidity! And it makes us as black people look bad because I really bothers me when I hear black folks perpetrating and propagating this bullshit. The world is round. Water is wet. Sky's blue. Gravity exists. Vaccines don't cause autism. Climate change is real, and it's man-made, and it's always going to be taste great instead of less filling. That's for my older audience. Anyway, I, I had to do that because, I mean, I'm already in a salty mood. I'm tired. I've been working my ass off for you people to get this show together. I need sleep. I got to get my ass in the gym. It's 73 degrees in Philadelphia in February. Yeah, but climate change ain't real. No, let's go right on ahead and just... Just just dump coal waste into rivers. Yeah, you know, climate change ain't real. It's a hoax, right? Yeah, it's a, it, it's a hoax and the world ain't round. My God, Kyrie Irving, if not for DeMarcus Cousins suddenly being shipped from Sacramento to New Orleans for Buddy Heald and a Happy Meal, Kyrie Irving would still be getting flame broiled right now. As it is, people are still clowning him. They just discovered seven new planets yesterday, but I got this moron sitting here talking about planets with quote marks. You know what? No, you're intelligent with quote marks. You ain't outsmarting nobody. Good Lord almighty. Yeah, the, the, the trade for DeMarcus Cousins, by the way, speaking of people who weren't exactly making the best decisions or thinking clearly, it's kind of fitting that Sacramento's general manager, Vlade Divac, made that gigantic flop of a deal. And you want to know what really made it worse? It seems like he kind of recognized he screwed this whole thing up. We will get, most likely we will get less because I had a better deal two days ago. Than what you got now? Yep. And you, then you, you had a better offer for Cousins well, two talk, days ago? Talk to, talk to those agents. There's, what they say. So what? It, I don't want to go in details. I don't want to discuss about uh, the the process. It was a big process for us. You heard him. He actually said I had better offers two days ago, but said no to them. 
So you could have gotten more for arguably one of the, I would say, three best post players in the NBA. Boogie, Anthony Davis. I would say those are the two best overall post players you got in the NBA right now. And the rest aren't even close. It's like you had essentially the golden ticket to just about extract and extort damn near anything you wanted out of a team. And apparently the Pistons offered up Andre Drummond and you said no. Instead you get Buddy flipping healed. Nothing against Buddy healed. He seems like a nice enough guy. I mean, it's kind of ironic that the guy who who punched Boogie in the in, in the nuts a week and a half ago got traded for him. But that's all you got. It's not like you traded for Buddy Heald and and their first round pick and some other franchise player. New Orleans doesn't really have anybody. <laughs> That's what you did. And you had better options, but you opted not to do it. But then you trade Boogie about 10 seconds after the All-Star game is over. The All-Star game, by the way, that if I hear one more person bitch and complain about how there's no defense played in the All-Star game. We want defense. We want real competition. Shut up. You don't want defense. You never did. Because if you wanted defense, I wouldn't have spent the last 20 years hearing the San Antonio Spurs be called a boring team. If you want defense and fundamentals, go watch college basketball. More specifically, women's college basketball. Since you like fundamentals and defense so much, go watch yourself some WNBA. Ain't much scoring going on there. There's defense, there's good fundamental play, and it's competitive. I watched the NBA All-Star game. To, for, I've been watching the NBA All-Star game for the last seven, eight years with the spoken and specific goal of seeing a team score 200 points, putting up two bills in the NBA All-Star game. The only All-Star game that's even competitive and compelling to watch is baseball's. And baseball took itself way too damn seriously when Selig brought in that stupid winner gets home field in the World Series thing. The All-Star game ain't supposed to have stakes. The All-Star game is just what it is. It's an exhibition. It's a random play game on Madden, or it's a random play game on 2K, or it's a random play game on MLB The Show. That's what it is. It ain't supposed to have stakes. And finally, baseball got itself together and stopped with the whole, the game, this game counts. No, it doesn't. All it does is screw up the, your postseason by essentially handing home field advantage to an undeserving team. I said it back in the fall. I said it back on episode 22. The Chicago Cubs should have been hosting game seven of the World Series at Wrigley Field. Instead, their hundred win, their hundred and three win, excuse me, their hundred and three win ass was in that cesspool Cleveland with Kyrie Irving playing the Tribe there instead of at Wrigley Field for maybe the greatest celebration of all time. So at least Major League Baseball got it right. But this whole, oh, the NBA doesn't have defense. It's just a bunch of people shooting and dunking and scoring. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. It's a damn all-star game. It's not supposed to be a defensive struggle. Because if it was a defensive struggle, you'd be bitching about that. I know this. My Pistons won an NBA title solely off defense in 2004. They were one of the best defensive teams I've ever seen. 
it was the one of the best defensive performances I'd ever seen during that 2004 postseason. And what did I hear? It's boring. I'm going to sleep. Where's the scoring? Yes, I know the game they won to clinch the Eastern Conference Championship. They won that game scoring just 68 points. I totally understand that that was a little galling to some of you. But I don't want to hear this crap about an all-star game. All right? Now, if a regular season game is showing up 192 to 185, then you might have a discussion. It's the all-star game. You've got essentially about a good 12 to 15 of the best players on the damn planet. Do you really think they're trying to D somebody up in a game that means nothing? In a game that means bookus? A game that means nada? Stop that. Stop it right now. I I ain't here for this. What I'm here for is basically a 60-minute long dunk contest. What I'm here for is Steph Curry laying on the free throw line to avoid getting posterized by Antetokounmpo just to turn around and get posterized by Giannis Antetokounmpo. And yes, damn it, I spent about 30 minutes learning how to pronounce that dude's name. He's been in the league for years, and I'm finally getting Antetokounmpo correct. So I deserve a friggin' cookie for that one. So yes, the NBA All-Star Weekend was a hell of a lot of fun. But coming up after this break, it's time to get serious. About a year ago, in fact, episode three to be exact, I did a show revolving around the Flint water crisis. And I felt like I've been a little bit derelict in my duties and not fully updating it since then. And last week a report came out which kind of confirmed what a lot of us already knew about how and why this issue in Flint happened in the first place and has been allowed to continue almost unfettered. My name is J. Scott Smith, and this is episode 32 of the People's Podcast. This is JSC Radio. We'll be back after this. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. Did you just look down at your phone? You did it again, didn't you? You know, you're flying down the road in a three-ton hunk of steel, and a text takes your eyes off the road for an average of five seconds. At 55 miles per hour, that's long enough to travel the length of a football field and cause some serious damage. Turn it off. Trust me. Whatever it is, you'll live. Learn more at StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Hey now, it's Jay Scott Smith here, the host of JSC Radio, which you can now hear on Stitcher Radio. That's right, Stitcher is radio on demand. Now you can download the free app today and it's available on iOS, Android, as well as Nook and Kindle Fire. You can take JSC Radio anywhere. The app is free. You can listen anytime, anywhere. Now, if you're wondering what Stitcher is, Stitcher is an award-winning free app that lets you listen to all of your favorite shows, plus discover 40,000 news, entertainment, and sports shows such as JSC Radio. You can create custom playlists. You can rate and review this show and others on Stitcher. Please drop a friendly review on the show. Not only is Stitcher available on all smartphones and tablets, it's also in over 4 million car dashboards. 
It's on demand and on the go. No downloading, no syncing, no wasted memory on any of your devices. You can stream your favorite podcasts, like JSC Radio, for free on Stitcher. You don't have the Stitcher app? Simple. Go to Stitcher.com today or check out the App Store on whichever device you use. Stitcher Radio. Be sure to check it out. This is JSC Radio. And that's why what happened to Flint, Michigan is a damn disgrace. It's the type of thing you often associate with an impoverished third world nation. Not a country that boasts that it's the greatest nation in the world. Flint's water crisis exposed the city's nearly 100,000 residents to lead poisoning, and it was brought about by a malignant combination of arrogance, apathy, negligence, and incompetence by the administration of Michigan Governor Rick Snyder. It exposed a state administration that was supposedly built on transparency and run like a business. If you hear any kind of presidential candidate talking about running the country like a business, take a good look at the state of Michigan, preferably Flint and Detroit, and you tell me what it's like when your state's run like a damn business. But it, it's, it's just built on this idea that you run like a business as being, they're more interested clearly in propaganda and PR than the health and well-being of their residents. And Snyder can sit there and say that that's not what he cares about, but we have the, we have the emails, we got the info. For an American city in the 21st century to have thousands of children, a majority of them poor and black, to drink and bathe for nearly 18 months in water with the lead count equivalent of toxic waste. It's incomprehensible and it's a damn embarrassment to this country. This is JSC Radio. Welcome back to the People's Podcast. This is episode 32. What you just heard there was from way back in episode 3 when I talked about the Flint water crisis. And, oh, by the way, again, be sure to follow me on Twitter at jscottsmith. On Instagram, J. Scott Smith. Snapchat, J. Scott Smith. Facebook, real J. Scott Smith. Original. J. Scott Smith, that is. And of course, you can listen to the show on iTunes. Thank you. Stitcher, thank you. Podcast.com, thank you. SoundCloud, thank you. Website coming soon. So, I'm going to try to make this as quick as I possibly can. Last week, after... I mean, this whole thing in Flint, as you heard there... This is going back to last year. This is something that's been going on forever. We're at what almost the three-year mark of this thing. It'll be coming up on three years. So this thing started in 2014. I was still working for MLive, the advanced newspapers in Lansing, back in Michigan, when this thing first jumped off. So it was a long, long, long time ago. And it's still going on. But we all know what has gone on since then. You want to really get a good recap on that, go back in the archives and listen to episode three. I'm not doing that to shill. I'm just trying to save us a little bit of time here. Well, Rick Snyder's Civil Rights Commission last week released a report arguing that, and what a surprise here, systemic racism played a role in the Flint water crisis. Yeah, I know. You're shocked just like I am. Could be knocked over with a feather. But it's a 135-page report. And this, a lot of this is courtesy of MLive and the Detroit News. It's a 135-page report. Goes into the history of race and racism in Flint and argues that historical practices like redlining, which for those of you who don't know, that's basically renting or selling property to black residents in only certain areas of the city. 
Like right now here in Philadelphia, for example, you're going to have a higher concentration of black residents here in South Philly or out to certain parts of like Northwest Philadelphia. Or in Chicago, for example, you've got the west side of the city is largely Latinos. It's largely, largely Mexicans and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans. That was by design, by the way. I did a whole thing on how housing in Chicago years ago, too. That was that that was it's a very interesting thing. You gotta look that up. Not just my story, but just Google that. Google like redlining, and you'll see how the institutional segregation of cities still goes on to this day. It goes on in Detroit, it goes on in Milwaukee, it goes on every damn place. So it's this ain't nothing new to anybody who's paid even a stitch of attention to how cities are worked out. But it's not just the redlining, it's white flight to the suburbs. It's intergenerational poverty, implicit bias. That all set this up. I mean, and I mentioned it in that episode. You heard it in the clip there. Majority of the people affected by this are poor and black. There were white people, yes. But for the majority of them, they were poor and black. And there seemed to be this callous kind of laissez-faire attitude about fixing it from Snyder's government, which, as I like to point out, if you ever want to know what it's like having your state run like a business, take a look at what happened in Flint. Unfortunately, a lot of people, including people in the state of Michigan, didn't pay attention. Emergency managers were also responsible for the decision to switch to the Flint River from the city's water supply as a cost-cutting move in April 2014, three years ago. That allowed the highly corrosive water from the Flint River to scrape lead from the city's aging pipes. It got into the drinking water, and the shit hit the fan. And at the same time, state officials failed to require corrosion control chemicals to be added to the water, which was required by, you know, federal law. And it's done in cities across the country. The racism then kicked in thanks to the slow, sluggish, almost who-gives-a-damn attitude that they had toward the people there. Again, if you found it a little odd that they weren't exactly in the biggest hurry to do something about all this, you weren't just dreaming. This isn't just hallucinations. These, These aren't, it's not in your head as they like to tell us. The shit's not in your head. It's very real. Quote, the commission believes that we have answered our initial question. Was race a factor in the Flint water crisis? Our answer is an unreserved and undeniable yes. The people of Flint have been subjected to unprecedented harm and hardship, much of it caused by the structural and systemic discrimination and racism that have corroded your city, your institutions, your water pipes for generations. That's from the report. That's not somebody's opinion that is the actual official readout from this report quote when the last of the civil lawsuits and the attorney general criminal investigations are completed and relief dollars from state and federal sources are exhausted what will remain is a city and its people who will continue to fight against built-in barriers but whose voices as a matter of public right must never be stifled or quelled again somehow rick snyder is going to finish out his term as governor of the state of Michigan. There are people in his administration who were a part of this who are still pulling paychecks right now. This report, it's something else. And I'll find the link and I'll I'll tweet it out there so you can see this again for people to know exactly what the hell I'm talking about. Because this is, 
This is pretty startling. Now, here's the thing. The commission didn't point out or allege any sort of legit violation of Michigan's Elliott Larson Civil Rights Act. But it just says that simply put, the, the state's civil rights laws are just inadequate. And they don't address the real deep-rooted problem of institutional racism and implicit bias. I know the words racism makes a whole lot of butt cheeks tighten up. It makes you uncomfortable. It's supposed to. It's racism. Racism ain't supposed to make you comfortable. If you're comfortable with racism, you know what? You know where I was going to go with that, but I'm going to continue on. Now, Snyder's spokeswoman, for what it's worth, claims that he took it seriously. I highly doubt that. But the whole thing just seemed to be that there it's just like people didn't care. Snyder has blamed like career bureaucrats and they tried to blame Democrats and they called it a failure of government on all levels, but he's never been man enough to really own this. Like, really and truly own this. This report is something you've got to see. It's it's pretty damning. For the second time in this show, I'm going to use the word galling. It's pretty galling. It's pretty startling. All these different things. I mean, it's, it's pretty rough. And here's a quote here. There's a couple of quotes here that really jump out. And this is quoted from the report. It's in the Detroit News. We believe the underlying issue is historic and systemic and dates back nearly a century and has, at its foundation, race and segregation of the Flint community. These historic policies, practices, laws, and norms fostered and perpetuated separation of race, wealth, and opportunity. And the thing that got me the most is this exact passage here because it's something that you've heard over and over and over again in the state of Michigan and from people all over the country. Would the Flint water crisis have been allowed to happen in Birmingham or Ann Arbor or East Grand Rapids? We believe the answer is no and that the vestiges of segregation and discrimination found in Flint made it a unique target. A unique target and it didn't have to be. Part of the reason I said it last year, and I'm still irritated, I'm still angered by this, is because this could have just as easily been in Detroit. It could have been in Saginaw. Could have been in Lansing. Could have been Kalamazoo. Could have been Bay City. Could have been Jackson. All these different places. Could have happened anywhere. It happened in Flint. And it wasn't just that it happened in Flint. It's that... They were just so brazen in how little of a damn they gave about those people and about that city. That they had to be forced, literally shamed, like Game of Thrones, into having to actually do something to help those people, those taxpayers, those human beings. But now we see it for what it is. And you can dispute it. Oh, it has nothing to do with race. Shut up. I grew up in Michigan. I know for damn sure that that ain't happening anywhere in Washtenaw County. It ain't happening in Dearborn. It ain't happening in Livonia. Not in East Grand Rapids. It's not going to happen in Okemos. It's not going to happen in, in uh, Grand Blank or Grand Ledge. 
but it sure as hell happened in Flint. And you can stick your head in the sand and act like race had nothing to do with it, but um, I have a funny feeling that if that city were 80% white as opposed to 80% black, that it wouldn't have taken nearly two years just to get someone to address the problem. And it wouldn't have taken three years to get something substantive done to fix it. Godspeed to Flint. I miss home every day. I miss being in Michigan. I miss Detroit. I miss Lansing. And yes, I gotta love and miss Flint too. Stay strong out there. To all my people, all my friends, all my fellow Spartans. And there's plenty of y'all from the city of Flint. Some of them still live in Michigan. Some of them still live in Flint. Claressa Shields, shout out to you. All of y'all out there in Flint, stay strong. Stay after it. Because now, you know what you're up against. To be honest, it's the same thing we're all up against right about now. My name is J. Scott Smith. I'm telling you to take care of yourself. God bless. Always dare to be different. Always have your pets spayed or neutered. And we are out of here. Godspeed to Flint. The world is round. And I'll see you next week. Thanks for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Check it out. This is JSC Radio. I heard on the news about that five-year-old who found his uncle's gun. The kid didn't know it was loaded. I heard on the news about that 14-year-old girl who was bullied online for like a year. She couldn't take it anymore, so she got her dad's gun from his nightstand. I heard on the news about that guy who broke into someone's house, stole a gun from the hall closet. He accidentally shot his cousin in the head. She killed herself. And later, killed the owner of the store he was trying to rob. If you own a gun, you have a full-time responsibility. When you aren't using it, be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children, troubled teenagers, a thief, or anyone else who might misuse it. Your family, friends, and neighbors are all counting on you. Remember, always lock it up. For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council.